Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day listeners and welcome to another episode of the Steven Ajis Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Misuboy SG and Sasha Bakery. Continuing of our build-up of the top six team uh, of this new Premier League season. The last episode, we talked about um, Chelsea FC with Albert. And this episode, rounding up our top six, top six team is Manchester City. And we have uh, Manchester City fan um, Yash with, uh, here with us here today. And before we start, I'd like to welcome back my co-host Arjun. Arjun, welcome back. Thanks, Stephen. Good to be back. And uh, rounding off our uh, top six team preview for the season. Yes, I'm also excited for today's discussion. And also, we'd like, I, will, I will invite back um, our Man City panel <laughs> of fans. Uh, Yash, Yash, welcome back. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. All right. Um, let's jump uh, right straight into our discussion today. Um, when we talk about Manchester City this season, um, you know, so um, we will we we will not uh, miss up, or we will of course mention the the the, the only big signing they have this season, Jack Grealish. Um, yeah. yeah first, uh, first of all, I'll ask about your thoughts about this hundred million signing, Jack Grealish, and how it will impact City's um array of attacking midfielder talent because we know that uh, City has a lot of attacking midfielder and how does it change the dynamic of this system? Uh, I think uh, Grealish allows us to play in uh, some different ways that was not possible last season, especially mm-hmm. against teams that like almost parked the bus like we saw in the final against Chelsea and in many other games as well. Um, so City have always been lacking that uh, guy after David Silva left and uh, I think we are hoping that Grealish can be the perfect replacement. We saw mm-hmm. Gundogan in uh, like different positions last season, especially in false nines. And uh, Bernardo Silva is also a different kind of player. And we have heard these rumors that there are some players that want to leave City as well. So I guess Grealish might be replacing Bernardo Silva, who most likely lo- looks like he will be leaving Man City. Oh, but uh, I understand the news is because like Bernardo Silva wants more first-team opportunities, right? Yep. Okay. So, uh, like, it's not just Bernardo Silva. It's, I think, uh, Jesus as well. Along with that, it's Laporte as well. There are many players have been uh, rumored to be unhappy um, and want to move away from City. So, Grealish is just a replacement, but uh, it, I hope that he can actually play a role like how David Silva used to play for City. And we we did see that in the first game against Spurs, even though we lost, but we mm-hmm. saw like mm-hmm. Grealish playing in the position that Silva used to play uh, besides Sterling. Yes. Both were on the left side. So I'm hoping that we can see more of like a Grealish and Foden combination. Sterling hasn't really been up to it, even though he'd had a good Euros. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure if he'll be able to get Harry Kane, but let's see, time will tell. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's just I mean, the first game, so Sterling, maybe. Uh, I don't go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, uh, since you mentioned Gabriel Jesus and Laporte as well, uh, I mean, we were speaking, I think, 
in the previous episode about Man City, or even in the past seasons, we have uh, Stephen and I have discussed that Manchester City always seem to have a very good squad depth, especially over the past two three seasons. Uh, but managed to keep all the players happy, and somehow, like uh, you wouldn't see that at other teams like United or Liverpool, where Pogba doesn't play two games and he starts to make a fuss, things like that. So it was interesting. Uh, but right up to like 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 you mentioned, only this season we start hearing the players want to leave, like uh, like you mentioned Jesus, Laporte, and Bernardo Silva. Why 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 do you yeah. think that changed? Like uh, why why do you think players were happy to stay at City before? I think some players uh, are pretty like I think uh, players like Jesus um, and Laporte they are upset due to the lack of first team opportunities we saw like Diaz and Stones playing most of last season and we were playing mostly false nine a false nine system in many of those big games and Jesus didn't even get a look uh, and even in this mm. season where we don't actually have a proper nine still Pep yes. for some reason refuses to play Jesus So, I mean, due to these, uh, it's it's been going on for one two years, and Jesus and Laporte has been in and out due to injuries as well. So maybe these players are maybe sick of the English weather as well, from what I'm hearing. Like Bernardo Silva, he wants a better climate. That's why he prefers to move to La Liga. And uh, I think it's it's like a cycle. It happens at every club. Like players come and go. Mm. I think that's what's happening at City now because these players have given Man City a lot. Like we we won like three titles with uh, Bernardo, Laporte, Jesus. So I think they have won everything apart from the UCL, and the final was a bit like it was disappointing. It hurt a lot. Maybe it's time for these players to move on, and it's another group of players that needs to come in to take us to the next step. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um. Ah, sorry, Stephen. Go ahead. No. Um. Yes, I was. I was trying to ask you. Would you, as a City fan, would you see that? Would you let they they just go without knowing whether you sign Kane or not? You know, in that sense. Uh no, definitely not. Because we at least need some uh, like one figure who can stay in that box. Because you always see, mm-hmm. we always see Man City crossing the ball many times, and then no one is there. He. He has also played like uh, he played Ferran Torres uh, against Spurs as that striker. He hoped that he might be able to get on the end of so many crosses. So I don't think Jesus will leave. Um, mm-hmm. Even if we sign Kane, I don't believe Jesus will leave. So I hope. Yeah, at okay. least I'm hoping he doesn't leave because we need that one kind of striker at least. Yeah, I understand. Um, Yash, in your opinion as a City fan, do you think Gabriel Jesus is good enough to be your First choice centre forward. Ah uh, no, I do not think so. Like uh, despite him being there for like <laughs> almost four to five years now, ah uh, because mm-hmm. we need to replace someone like Aguero who used to score on a regular basis, and Man City mm-hmm. still haven't done that for the last two years. Um, so uh, we need to get someone like Harry Kane, or if not Harry Kane, someone like Haaland next season. Next season. So like I don't see Jesus being. Like the only striker at the club, um, we definitely need to sign someone of the caliber of Aguero. So, and I think Kane fits the bill perfectly. I mean, just definitely interesting about uh, Jesus. Though I think we were also speaking about the fact that uh, for Brazil, Gabriel Jesus was starting over Roberto Firmino uh, for quite a few games. Uh, I'm not sure what was happening, uh... but 
so it, it's funny because Robert hey, Daniels, like, yes, why are you laughing? Yes, <laughs> is laughing. At Liverpool, I'm just, but, uh, but, I'm just laughing at Liverpool squad death. But, but like, <laughs> they don't but have like, any. Jesus, Jesus is surplus to requirements and city. So that's, that's quite funny uh, that uh, Brazil deems Jesus to be better, but you know, uh, Man City don't, don't really need him to be uh, good enough for the first game. I would actually uh, prefer to see Jesus play more on the wing this season uh, rather than uh, as an out-and-out striker because he has the work rate definitely to play on the wing. And maybe Pep figures out something to play Grealish alongside someone on the left wing on a consistent basis. Yeah. Right. Um, yes, we, we, talked to, um, we talked to Cedric before this. Uh, during the Tottenham, Tottenham uh, uh, episode. And, um, you know, of course, with Cedric, we will talk about Harry, the Harry Kane incident, the Harry Kane transfer saga. And he did mention that he is willing to give up Harry Kane to City, provided City prov- uh, um, trade Laporte, I, I make Laporte uh, to, to Tottenham. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I would never do that in a million years. <laughs> that would be give uh, Laporte is someone who is like uh, he's actually a world-class defender like before he got injured he was amongst uh, one of the best yes. centre-backs in the league when we won the league in 2018-19 especially and before that as well alongside Kompany so yes. if City City are never going to offer Laporte in any kind of deal like this they, they might offer players like they might offer Bernardo Silva, they might offer Gabriel Jesus, but I don't see them letting go a centre-back. Especially, we have seen the mistake that Ake made in the last two games. Uh, so, definitely mm-hmm. Laporte. And Pep might even play a back three at some points of the season. So, he might play, play Stones, Diaz and Laporte all together. Uh, we don't know what lies moving forward, but definitely I would never include Laporte in a deal for Kane. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually surprised that you answer that you would never do it because I thought I was expecting you to say yes because trading a backup centre-back for a first-choice centre-forward that you have been longing to get uh, would be a no-brainer for me, I feel. And also, like, now your first-choice first choice centre-back is Diaz, Stones, and if you lose Laporte, you still have um, Kyle Walker who can play as a RCB for City. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's my point of view. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely get it. And uh, there have been many mm. rumors as well about Laporte being included in that deal. But I, as a City fan, would not want to see that just because he's had such a big impact in the past. And I think he can still have one in future. Because he's so good on the ball compared to yes. someone like Ake and uh, Walker as well, even though he's good at centre-back. But uh, we have never seen him play there for City. Uh, and he, mm-hmm. he might be good in a back three, but we don't know how he's in a, in a back four. So I think Pep prefers to play Walker at right back. And um, let's see what happens moving forward with like the likes of Laporte and Ake. I wouldn't mind including Ake in a deal for Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Ake, do you, uh, do you have any idea why he starts ahead of Stones uh, in the last game against Spurs? I think it's simply because Man City haven't had a proper preseason, unlike so many other teams. All their players came back just like days before the Spurs game. So they barely had one or two days of training, uh, which is Mm. why we saw like City play the same players that played during preseason 
But I think from uh, this week onwards, especially against Norwich, we will see more of the regular players return to the lineup, like Diaz mm. and Stones or Diaz and Laporte. Uh, I don't think coming into something eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so everyone you... wants to see a, a De Bruyne and Grealish combo, like. So oh, would you uh, yeah. would you say like the result against Spurs uh, was more due to lacking players who haven't come back and also like lacking sharpness due to not having a proper pre-season and things like that compared to I mean we 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 started slow we saw Man City mm-hmm. starting slow last season as well we were like yes. around twelfth yeah. uh, come November yes. onwards so. Yes, it's it's happening due to like very like low less preseason. It happened last season as well, where players barely mm. had time, and it's happening again this season because of these international tournaments. But I expect City to get better moving forward, um, and like we should definitely compete for the title. I don't know if we can win because seeing how good Chelsea and like Man United have also strengthened a lot. Liverpool have their players back, so I think this time it will be more competitive compared to last season. Yeah. Um. Yes. I also watched the match against Spurs, lah. So, um, you know, generally, like what you said, is maybe it's not a cause for concern because given the fact that you are missing so many players, but I do notice that City and Spurs in that match, they kind of they kind of missing of a focal point. You know, it seems like both teams require Harry Kane in their team. Do you agree with that point after you watch that match? Um, I think Man City require like definitely we require Kane a lot if we want to compete in like yeah for the Champions League and again for the Premier League because Man City play a lot of like they they there are always a lot of crosses whenever you see Man City games you see Mares crossing it you see Sterling on the other hand but always yeah, there was a lot of someone, crosses. And yeah. like Ferran Torres is not getting getting on onto the end of it because Ferran is originally a winger and he's being made to yes. play that position. So we we need Kane more than Spurs do. I mean, we we saw Spurs <laughs> in preseason they they played a lot of games without Kane and Nuno has kind of changed the system as well. Uh, he's playing Son mm. more center. He's playing Bergwijn and Lucas on the sides. So maybe mm. they have found a new way of moving forward without Kane or who knows they might want to st- sign another striker i i've seen lotaro martinez linked with them as well so yes but right now i think city definitely need need kane more than <laughs> and he doesn't want spurs as well he's been quite clear about it <laughs> <laughs> how much would you pay for him yash 150 i saw that city i think today they made a bit of 150 million Um, mm. I think City will not go above 150, and like mm. we know Daniel Levy, how stubborn he is in these transfers. Yes, I think they they want something like 160, 170. But I personally, I don't see uh, Man City paying more than 150 million, and I don't think because of his age as well, and he also has like an injury record. Um, yes, I don't does. think he's worth more than 150 million. I think even 150, I think is a lot for a 28 year old. But we know how, true, true. like, we know how, like, transfers are made for British players. Ben White, the English and all, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So English players always like they go for a very high amount. So yeah. So would I, you I, would you say Jack Grealish value was uh, inflated as well? 
definitely I, I think like uh, all the english players their values are extremely inflated i mean 100 million for grealish um, someone who has never played any european football he's always been at villa playing like playing in the championship then playing two seasons in the premier league i don't think he's worth 100 million but in today's market i mean that that's what the price is for these english players and because of the value that grealish went to city for i think spurs will want an even bigger amount for kane and it just keeps cool. going it just gets worse and worse the transfer market yeah. Yeah, that's true. And we know oh. that Le- Daniel Levy is not a good negotiator. It's very hard to negotiate. Yeah. Yeah, we were speaking about uh, the array of attacking talent Man City has, and as well as the incredible squad depth. But personally, as a City fan, uh, given that you have signed Grealish and you mentioned you want to watch De Bruyne and Grealish play together, who would be your starting eleven uh, that you would pick for Man City going into the season? So my like um, like favorite one would be I think of course Ederson in goal. Uh, I would like to see Walker come back at right back because uh, we saw the games Mendy had as well at, uh, against Leicester and Spurs. He gives the ball away too much, and I don't want him to be anywhere near the starting eleven. <laughs> so I prefer Walker <laughs> at right back. I would continue to play Diaz and Stones because they have shown that they are quite consistent and reliable. Although. Laporte should get quite a lot of games as well like because we are in all four competitions and I would like to see Cancelo again at left back and in midfield again I would go with Rodri instead of Fernandinho just because of Fernandinho's age he can't play every game and alongside him like it, it depends I would definitely like to say I would like to see Grealish play in that David Silva position as a number 8 alongside KDB and wingers I would go for I would go for Mares on the right and uh, up front if we do not sign Kane I think Jesus has to continue playing and on the left we will probably see Foden instead of Sterling that would be my ideal starting 11 Oh wow so uh, no no Zinchenko in your starting 11 as well Um I mean Cancelo has played quite well at left back and he offers okay. more of an attacking threat like against teams that sit back quite a lot um so i would i would prefer to see cancelo play most of the games but in games that like against the likes of psg bayern real madrid then i would like to see zinchenko play as a left back because he offers more defensively so it just depends on the opponent but yeah i see yeah that's quite interesting uh, i mean choosing foden over sterling as well um i mean do you why why would you prefer foden on the left wing ahead of sterling we saw the impact foden had last season the amount of goals the amount of assists uh, i mean sterling he had a pretty poor season and even in a in the game against spurs like i don't know what's wrong with sterling like he's not been himself for man city at least and foden he brings a different kind of energy and he can play multiple positions as well he can switch wings that's why uh, and foden played quite a lot of big games he scored big goals for us especially in the champions league against dortmund and he had a great performance against psg as well so i would prefer to see him instead of sterling there i see that's uh, interesting so with this starting 11 i mean of course city won the title last season by going into this season uh, as a city fan what do you think uh, will be a realistic ambition for man city 
I think our ambition should be at least to try and retain the title, at least compete for it till the very end. Um, and definitely, again, take, go one step further in the Champions League. We have seen teams losing finals and then the very next season, they go on and win it. We saw with Liverpool and then we also saw with uh, Tuchel. He lost a final with PSG, he won it with Chelsea. So I'm hoping that Man City can at least this time win the UCL and uh, at least go for, uh, like go far in the Premier League. I'm not saying to win the Premier League and one or two cup competitions as well. If Man City always win the Carabao Cup. So I'm assuming that will happen again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I prefer to see Man City progress more in Europe this season and of course compete for the league again. But the league this season will be very tough, I feel. Yeah, I mean like Go one step further in the Champions League, lah. Easy to win it. Yeah, just play with a defensive mid in the final. My God, he didn't play Rodri often, and he knew against Chelsea. <laughs> uh, like, can, can you beat PSG though? If you beat the PSG, PSG, uh, PSG are definitely favorites for the UCL this season with yes. with the life of talent they have. So, I mean, but the only drawback of PSG is probably Poch as the coach. <laughs> Will he be able to get everyone playing together, manage all those egos? He's he lost the he lost the league last season as well. So they probably he's he's probably the only like the negative point of PSG. Which uh, yeah, I hope I hope City can once again beat them this season. But, <laughs> but also, with Messi, I think yeah. it's very difficult. I I always feel that PSG doesn't have a very strong midfield. They have a very good attack, of course. Uh, they have a very good defense right now with Ramos as well and Marquinhos, and then they have strengthened their goalkeeper as well to Ronaldo. But the midfield still feels a bit light to me. Like uh, they really like to stack their attack, and I feel that leaves their midfield a little bit exposed. So maybe yeah, that... I agree. We, we we saw that in the games last season actually against City. City dominated the midfield so much, and that's that's what won us the two legs. Because they, they have Verratti, who I think is an amazing player. But other than Verratti, they have, I think, Idrissa Ghanagai. He was, he played for Everton and he's he got sent off as well against City. Their midfield <laughs> is a bit, yeah, their midfield is a bit of a weakness, I feel. But uh, their defence and now the goalkeeper and Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, it's quite a frightening prospect, I think. <laughs> Yeah, Arjun, actually, I thinking back, uh, you made you raised a very good point. Um, you know, you know, um, PSG has a weak midfield, you know, and thinking back, I look at they do not have a good defensive midfielder. Yes, they have a lot of attacking midfielder, yeah, but you know, you look at the past winners, we have Kante, we have um, Oswald Kimmich, we yeah. have Fabinho, then we have Real Madrid, Casemiro, 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 then we have Barcelona, who won everything in 2015. Uh, Sergio Busquets. All the Champions League winners have a defensive shield ahead of the back four. Yeah. But PSG... They would, have even put, uh, they would have even put Rodri in that conversation had he at least played. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, maybe, I would have. I would have. Why, like you mentioned, maybe that's why that's one of the reasons he lost. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's a very just point. I think Verratti is a decent... Uh, number six, but not an out and out defensive midfielder. He works mm, in yeah, the midfield yes, yes. very well. Uh, maybe he needs someone like Kante alongside him. 
some or someone like Casemiro or one of the other defensive midfielders. But no, right now, the fact that they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the they have Gray from yeah. Everton mm-hmm. shows that he is somebody who who isn't the top, the world class defensive midfielder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, so no, I feel no. that they should go yeah. for somebody who's. And, and also, uh, I feel signing Wijnaldum doesn't solve their problem because Wijnaldum playing Why? style is similar to Ender Herrera, where he does. Yeah, Wijnaldum is not a defensive midfielder. Well. So, uh, high energy, but yeah. again, he's not an out and out defensive midfielder. So I don't think Wijnaldum yes, is who they really need. Mm. I think, yeah, yeah, I think Wijnaldum is more of a more of a goal scorer. We saw him playing as an attacking mid for Netherlands. So I don't think he will be a defensive mid for PSG. So he's just under number six for them. So yeah, they are still they still seem to be lacking that defensive mid. I agree. Yeah. Why not? Though is more of a box to box than a defensive midfielder per se. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. I just remember, remember we analyzed the Netherlands game during Euros. Yeah. He made so many defensive mistakes in terms yeah. of you no know, set pieces. Alright, uh, I think that, that marks the end of our podcast episode today. Um, Yash, thanks a lot for joining us today. Thanks for having me on again. It was really enjoyable. <laughs> yes, it was really enjoyable. Um, yeah, listeners, if you have any comments about our podcast, please do leave us a DM. My Instagram handle is at Steven underscore rock underscore on and Arjun's Instagram handle is at Ruven Arjun. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by um, Sasha Bakery and Mitsuboy SG. We'll see you again next time. In the meantime, stay safe and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.